And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Tooth Radio Show. OutofLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, our featured guest is going to teach us to identify all the demonic entities in our life and to kick their ass. Very excited about that. Well, I feel a lot of pressure right now because one of our beloved listeners, Jenny Lamessa, who also does her Instagram page, she she thought that I had something intelligent to say at the beginning of the Ron Paul show. She's like, "That was that was good advice," and I have to tell you something. That is not the common norm. That was that was such a weird day because I got hit in the head with something. My wife's like, "You sound intelligent. You go upstairs and record your show because you sound intelligent." I'm like, "All right." So. I went upstairs and recorded the Ron Paul thing beforehand, and I guess it made some sense. So I have to tell you, I really don't have a lot of uh, good advice. I have a lot of bad advice that I can bestow upon you. So here's some of my uh, bad advice. Number one, if you get convicted of a felony or theft, you don't ever have to serve on jury duty. So that's uh, some advice for you. Uh, Second thing is if you really want to know if someone likes you, on your date, spill wine on them. Because if they go, oh my God, that's my favorite shirt, that's how you know they dressed in their best, best clothes just for you. So that's my advice for you for this week. You excited? <laughs> Let's begin tonight's program. Welcoming back to the program is Tracy Dunblazer, Los Angeles based spiritual empath, shaman, five time national award winning and best selling author. And our recent news is that. Tracy's book, Volume 2 of the Demon Slayer's Handbook, received national recognition. The big New York City Big Book Award, Recognize Heal Your Soul, History Activate the True Power of Your Shadow in the category of Spiritual Self-Help as a distinguished favorite. You can learn more about Tracy by going to her website at tracy.blazer.com. Tracy, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Ryan. It's so good to be here. Oh, awesome. So, congratulations on all your accolades and your book. So, as of right now, you're somebody who's able to perceive beings and things that are outside of you in common human perception. Is the world inundated with demonic entities right now? Or are there just people who are just nuts that are making themselves be more hard are most people normal or are the the crazy people are are the the entities all over (laughs) all of the above i mean here's the thing we there are so many entities that are being called back into this reality and they are being brought um because of all of the war in multiple places in the globe there are there are places that of course historically have been around a lot longer than uh you know, America and Americans as we know it. And uh, we have called on from a lot of these other countries, we've called on and brought over a lot of those entities because of these war 
machines, I'm going to call it. Um, but these entities uh, influence or connect with people who are fearful, uh, lacking, sad, and depressed, um, and anything of a lower vibration that, that um, there's a lot of grieving right now. There's a lot to process right now in the world. And that, that, that alone opens people up to accessing or being influenced by some of these entities. So what generation of people on the planet are carrying the most demonic entities? I mean, what types of, if you were going to say, like, if there's one type of person, type of generational person you should avoid, who should it be? Is it, uh, you avoid, do you avoid the boomers? Do you avoid Generation X? Do you avoid Generation Z? I want to know. I'd like to know because I, I, try, to, I, try, to, I try to avoid all people at all times. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's, 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 not, it's not the generation. It's not generation specific. Understand that everybody right now, it's almost like everybody who has ever lived on the planet all came back to be here now for this massive uh, shift in enlightenment really? that is coming through crisis. Okay. What's uh, the so crisis? Let's just, uh, what is the crisis? Yeah. What do you see it? Um, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, politics, for one. Uh, the earth changes, for two. And uh, the uh, economic um, disparity between the people who have and the people who don't have, you know, we, we are all, we've all come back to heal multiple global cultural wounds, right? That, pe that people have lived and died in a uh, cultural trauma. And when I say cultural trauma, I mean, slavery, sex trafficking, um, war, people who've lived and died in that form they've got to process that grief and we all have to process that grief, right? From our own past lives or, or spiritual imprint experience. We've got to work through that. And then we've got to find a way to transition out of that, to transform that need to buy into this illusion of superiority. Right. And that, I mean, that's an illusion. And we've, and this is where we have so many people on the planet right now coming back, and, and cultivating, you know, a thousand different ways to rise above this illusion that there isn't enough for everyone. And the first lesson of that is to learn to, to connect and include everyone. Well, it doesn't mean you need to like everyone, but finding peace with everyone has as much of a right to be here and live prosperously as you do knowing that when you, when you accept that idea that the prosperity will uh, flourish for everyone. So when, you, when we talk about demons, um, we have such an awareness of them right now because they are coming up to be healed. They're coming up to be healed. What, you know, what are they anyway? Is, are demonic entities, is that just humans? A demonic entity, so, are they considered to be things that... No, no, they... they so a, an actual demonic energy has never incarnated in the physical world, which means it remains in its, its own emotional dimension. Uh, imagine, imagine, um, imagine a child 
is uh, told they are worthless from from very you know you know from ages one to ten, and then they grow up and they hit puberty and they go out into the world and that idea that they are worthless that that breath that word that was spoken over them becomes a thing it's it's fed life force it's fed thought it's fed belief it's fed actions and then over time those actions breed more actions and more events and more things that eventually topple over and 2000 years later or even 100 years later you've got an entity and that entity is what we call a demon and there are demons that are hundreds of thousands of years old the the biblical demons that we speak of those are kind of considered to be not kind of I'm, i don't know why i use that word but uh, those are considered to be you know six seven eight thousand years old ten thousand years old not they're not just in relationship to our relationship to christianity and the bible and and that two two thousand years of uh spiritual experience but there are thousands you know there are entities who have lived interdimensionally for thousands of years i'm just gonna get where do they come from they come from is it a, a frailty of them is it it's an ego-based thing I mean, what is it where does the uh, quote-unquote evil originate from is it is it evil only something that humans perpetuate upon each other um i i so it's interesting because I don't, I don't think the demons begin, they don't start out to be evil. They start out to be fear. They are the essence of fear or the essence of gluttony or the essence of like the, the, the seven deadly sins. Demons are related to those energies in their original form. And when someone speaks energy out of fear, grief, sadness, gluttony, superiority, that's that it's 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 that energy whatever the nature of the energy becomes the entity and the evil is because these these energies don't change unless you change them so if if the energy of violence is perpetuated over and over and over and over again and and it, and nothing can ever change its nature then it becomes the essence of violence. The demonic entities, are you saying that they're, are they conscious beings that originate as a result of a human being or another conscious being expressing what we would call disdain? I, I'm almost curious, I, I get really curious about this idea of their, the difference between good and evil. I almost wonder if good and evil are have different meanings in human culture because what one culture considers to be good or another culture considers to be evil. I'll give you one example of a good and evil where I'm completely at odds. I don't think it's, I think it's despicable <laughs> and horrible that anyone, anyone could ever harm an animal, okay? But yet people, yes. you know, uh, they, they, they just claim to be enlightened. Oh, I love everyone. And they're eating, you know, burgers and not realizing yeah. that that you know they're they're cool they're they don't mind that the animal got slaughtered. Whereas you know, yeah. okay, I consider that to be evil. What I don't consider to be evil is if a bunch of those people that are doing that, if they get blown away, if that bomb falls on them and then they get scattered all over. I know that I'm going dark here, but I don't see that being a bad thing. Some people would see that to be a bad thing. 
Now, in certain cultures, you do something that is considered to be profoundly wonderful and beautiful. In another culture, that same act is considered to be evil. So what I'm asking is, is there an original universal guidelines for what is good, what is evil, and does it matter outside Earth? Does good and evil have any type of meaning beyond our planet? Is it even relevant outside the greater scheme of the reality we call the universe? So to give you a direct short answer, probably not. But to expand on that a little bit, I, I, I personally, and, and having studied hate and, and having studied evil and studied demonic energies and been, you know, been privy to a lot of many lifetimes of spiritual study, I don't necessarily believe in evil. I think that there is density and uh, energies that are so thick and dense that they feel humanly immovable. And I think that uh, there are things, there are, there are, um, so, so someone who eats meat, but does it respectfully, you know, I, th I think, I think that there's, I think we have a relationship with all beings. Um, that's not how we're living today. You know what I mean? That's not at all how we're living today. We're not necessarily respectful, but any action that uh, can create an expansion of of their heart, of their mind, of their experience, of their of their light, while including others, that is goodness. And I think that we all have millions of experiences that give us expansion and then give us retraction. We have, you know, integration and disintegration. Right? So the actual spiritual concepts are devoid of emotion and feeling. Right, so that so it's kind of devoid. Most, you know, the, the Catholics and the, Christ, the Christians, i.e., the Catholics, in this case, are the only uh, the only religion that really thinks of demons. They could, it's it's a Catholic illusion. Um, every other or many other religions have uh, malevolent spirits uh, or negative spirits, but they don't consider them demons, nor do they have the fear of them. They see them as a part of the world of ed being educated spiritually. It's, it's a part of understanding the nature of matter, right? The physical world and how the physical world works. So, you know, I, I, and that's, I'm writing a new book called Conquer Your Karmic Relationships. And it's exactly this topic that I address. Because our karma, which is the reactions that come from all of the actions taken, in ourself, in our world, in our previous lives, right? It's a cumulative effect. And we have experiences based on that. How our relationship to food and, and why we eat the way we do and, and our relationship to it, our relationship to animals and other beings, our relationship to other humans, our relationship to uh, extraterrestrials. You know, all of our beliefs around anything that we relate to in the world comes from our karma. So it's a, it is a lengthy topic, Ryan. Well, when it comes to karma, we've had people on our show before that said, okay, when you die, you get your past, you get your review, you get life review, you find out how all of your decisions impact others. So if you were nice to someone, you feel nice in return. If you were a jerk, you feel what it was like to be a jerk to other people. 
And I, I wonder if, like, if you go through that life review and experience it, is that is isn't that the karma already played out in the end, or do you have to come back to physically experience some kind of action or reaction? And if, to say, for example, let's take it another step further. We talk about this idea of evolving beyond the planet, beyond all these other beyond the solar system. Why would there even be a need to experience karma? What is the purpose of karma if you no longer believe in it or if it's no longer relevant, if you're just kind of existing to experience without the idea of a good or evil element to it? That's a great question. So for for, for me, the penne. <laughs> so karma for me is is a way in which we relate to the patterns that our behavior thoughts and ideas create or our our actions thoughts and ideas create um i don't believe that people have to come back and have to suffer through i think that we choose to i i don't i don't think that there's this karmic wheel that we're all you know struggling on and then we're you know we can't wait to get off of it i don't i don't believe that i believe that you know, we live life in all the facets that we do and because we choose to and because it's fun. And I don't believe I, I've, I've had multiple past life death experiences where I went from one life into the next incarnation. And and in that process, I brought with me certain imprints to help me remember from a new perspective, from that new body and new life perspective how to process the old trauma or the old information in a new way that can help me grieve, be open-hearted and include others into my world. And I don't think it's different for other people. I won't speak for them necessarily, but, but it's like, it's not, it's not just, it's this defined thing. When, when people, I don't know, I'm sure you hear this all the time. People say, well, you know, I'm an old soul or I have a lot of friends who say, well, I'm a young soul as if it's their excuse for, not participating <laughs> in the world. You know what I mean? So I, I don't believe, I don't believe anybody is a young soul. I believe that we come oh, yeah. in to life and, and we, we carry certain memories that are going to support us in that life. And some of them we completely exclude. We might, we might save them for a thousand years from now when they'll be relevant to what we're working on or what we're doing. Are you able to look at people and find out who they were in a past life and kind of get an idea? Um, yeah, absolutely. That happens a lot. All right. Can I ask you a question that my wife probably wants to know and some listeners probably want to know? Do you know why I'm such a cranky old man? Do you think it's because the fact because I it, when, is it because I'm, I'm after forty and that's what happens with men when you they get because everything hurts now? Are they naturally cranky? No, I just find like <laughs> I, I find that I used to be much more like open and much more because you know people like listen to the show and I'm like oh you know. Oh, Ryan must have woken up on the wrong side of the bed again. And I don't know if it's because I'm just old and because it's getting harder for me to, to get up or because, you know, I, I, I had some crazy past life thing. <laughs> I, uh, interestingly enough, I feel like you, you actually have a man that's with you. Um, he's, an old, he's an old man. He's like at least in his 80s. He's kind of bent over and decrepit. Oh, jeez. Um, okay. Have you? Um, have you, uh, I feel like he's been with you for four or five years. Um, and I feel like it is in relationship to, uh, a visit in or near a hospital 
um, maybe not like maybe maybe not you being in the hospital, but being being in relationship to somebody who was in the hospital uh, when you were around them, there was a transference that happened. So, and what is this? Is this old man? Is he is is he hanging out? Is he is he kind of sucking the energy away from you or something? Well, he's he's making you feel just he doesn't he's not he's not very happy he's very sad oh man hold on a second is it hold anything, on, can we on. get this old guy the hell away from me i don't want to de- i can't stand the smell of old people as it is now i gotta deal with them in the etheric field get the hell away from me you you matlock watching the etheric demonic entity i am not dealing with cryptic listen well, so, yeah sorry so he's so he's not necessarily demonic okay and this is important because a lot there he's what i what i call a klingon all right. He's somebody that that uh, he, he you guys resonated. He must have caught you on a bad day, and you ah. were his ticket out. I um, mean, here's here's the good news. He wasn't ready. To, he wasn't ready to leave, but he didn't know how to leave. He wasn't. He didn't know how to ascend. He must have died where he was and attached to somebody and gotten to you, or oh. there, there was some sort of connection. Take take a deep breath. Take I'm, a deep breath and I'm don't shaking, don't be mad way, about I'm, it. I'm, like, I'm literally shaking my arms. Get the hell off me, you old cranky discrep. Okay, sorry. Uh, well, the be- the best way to do it, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it hurts people's feelings when you say get. I want to use I'm the F sorry. word, but you know, sorry. Look, I will be nice because I will be nice. Well, the, well, the idea here is that we want we just want to help him get to where he's going, and there's a huge possibility he doesn't like you either. Good. He Good. just doesn't know how. To move away from you, you know, I sage all because the time. you guys. I sage all the time. Would that have gotten him away? Uh, no, not necessarily. Because I, th- I mean, I think that sometimes people have an agenda, and they need to process something or need to be aware of something, and so his his journey with you maybe allowed that for him. All right, and it's one of those... um, but I also think his his connection to you. There, you definitely have a very crotchety part to your personality that doesn't want to include people. Okay. You're tired. You're tired of them. You are very sensitive, and and now that you can own that, you there's a lot of things you don't like to see. You don't you don't want to see that. You don't want to do that. You, and that's I get I get a whole bunch of this energy. I don't I don't want to. I just don't want to. And I feel like it's that vibration. That's the energy that connected the two of you. And so your goal here is to say, um, we're going to call him Jed. Maybe old Jed was a millionaire. Before before we let the old cranky guy go, I mean, is, does, does he have any value in terms of like providing business advice? Because I have to say in the last couple of years, the business has gotten a lot better. So before I cast him completely away, if he's providing some good insight on this thing, maybe I want to hold him a little farther <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to take away the source of this stuff. For this, Tracy, I mean, because I, I know I don't want people to think this is all about me. I want people to know, that, like, like if you also have an entity that's attracted to you, let's go. I'll, I'll go through this process. If you out there listening, and you think that you have an entity, if you think that you have a jet around you, let's go through the process together, you and I together. Mm-hmm. All right, Tracy. Let's, let's, let's get so everyone wanna... in the audience to participate because we're gonna. Yes, every... we'll, we'll remove it. Yeah. Yeah, so even if you even if you are listening while you're driving or you are you, you can be mindful of this process even while doing things I don't recommend, you know, uh functioning with heavy machinery, but um the idea here is to take a very deep breath. Okay. Bring in air through your nose all the way to your belly. All right. And then exhale. 
And then ask yourself, first of all, visual, visualize what I call a corral of white light. So I see this little like horse corral made of, of white light wooden pieces, right? It's a little round corral out to the left side. And then ask yourself, are there any entities or other energies that are not me that no longer serve me? And I need all of those energies or entities to move now into that corral of white light. And that also includes any friends or family members or old lovers, old relationships that you have their energy, they're corded into you and maybe you're corded into them. We're going to ask that all of those cords of energy also get moved into that corral of white light. And then I want, I want everybody to focus on, Mm, I'm, what, what's, what's the first color that comes to your mind right now? Blue. Ryan? Blue. Blue? Yeah. Okay, describe that blue a little bit for me. Pure. It's, okay. like, it's the most beautiful blue you can think of. Okay, so we're going to imagine that beautiful turquoise blue opalescent. So, that's, so it's the, the energy of, of metallic light. And I want you to see that, that beautiful light moving from the creator above you down through the top of your head all the way through your body and filling up that space where any of those other energies, cords or entities, where they've been residing in you, in your spirit, in your body or in your mind, right? You're just going to fill up that whole space. So now there's no void that can be filled up with anything else. Now you are just pure light. And then we're going to call on my favorite, uh, my favorite archangel, uh, St. Michael. You know And many col- – go ahead. Go yes. ahead. No, I have to tell you something about this afterwards. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. So Saint, we're going to ask St. Michael to take everybody's corral and process it and transmute it into usable light for the universe or usable energy for the planet. And then my, my simple prayer for people, my simple request or affirmation for people is that know, know that you are safe. Know that you are loved and know that it is safe to understand uh, that what just happened is real, that it's safe to know why they were there with you, and it's safe to forgive them so that you can completely let them all go. That's awesome. All right. So I just want to say an affirmation. Uh, goodbye, Jed. Dad, take good care. And in the words of uh, Generation Z, bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. All right, that's the one. That's the one redeemable thing about Generation Z. That is that catchphrase. But uh, all right, so no, it's pretty wild. Thank you. I don't know what. I don't know if this thing uh, is out there because it's kind of funny. Uh, a couple things. One is I don't like going to hospitals purposely because I don't want those you know, things that are inv- the, the the beings crawling around to hang out with me. I don't like to go. Yeah, can you know the the parents like why don't you go visit so and so in the hospital? I'm like, I don't want to. Can't we just Skype? Like, no, you got to go visit. So, I'm like, all right. Yes. But same. Well, and, and the reason why well, is because of that. Go, is, is, yeah, is, is, exactly. It on to you. So, what will cause it? What will cause a person? How do you make yourself less attractive to any type of being? Not necessarily be a demonic entity, but any type of being that would want to drain your energy. Is there any kind? Can you can you like spray some kind of? Can you put some kind of etheric, like bug repellent on you or something? Well, uh, no, 
Because here's the thing. I, I don't want you to think of it as something that you need to repel because the truth is if something connects to you, there's something that you have inside that you didn't know you had until it became weighted with this additional energy that, may, that brought it into your awareness, right? So you and I are having this conversation and something said, you know what, ask her this question, right? Because Jed, Jed is like, hey, Ryan, talk to her. She sees me, <laughs> right? <laughs> so there's a reason that you have those experiences. And to, to, mm, to take away their opportunity to, ha to have their story told is, is, the thing, is the reason why they're there in the first place. And there's something we call spiritual agreement, which is we resonate. We have an energy that is similar. So that means for you, Ryan, uh, we released Jed. We released the connection to him in you and replaced it with a new frequency. But make no mistake about it. If there are changes that need to now happen in your attitude or how you feel about whatever, then that, that change is going to happen for you. So that, and, and that change happening is, it becomes the repellent. It, it uh, activates your vibration to a higher frequency or, or a higher but faster frequency so that the lower vibrations can't connect. I, I, I have to ask you a self, selfish question because obviously this uh, – mm -hmm. did that, was that Jed uh, being – was he providing any type of crucial business advice at all? Was he, was the, 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 anything kind of resonated with that? Um, I don't. I don't feel like he was giving you advice. I think that he was giving you courage to stand your ground, and oh. to set boundaries in a different way. Oh, all right. Yes, I'll do this. No, I won't do that. No, I don't need to do that. Oh, jeez. Like yes, I'll absolutely do this. Right, was he more of a negative than a positive? You think? No, no. I think he was very positive because I think I think that he 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 gave you a lot of courage. Oh man, is it that you may not have. Jeez, did anybody we felt that you had in a particular way. Jeez, now I feel kind of. Is there any way we can get him back? <laughs> I didn't realize that. But I, I have, I have. Um... Think, think, of, think of Jed now as a part of the universal mind. All right. For which you always have access. Okay, you know, I just thought a cranky old guy was going to be a drain. I didn't realize it was going to be a positive thing. Oh man, now I got to find another. Always. Guy. I got to find another. There, 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 there is a positive, a positive. For everything, and sometimes it, you, you you've used the the term a few times a drain on your energy. Yeah. The dra the drain on your energy isn't isn't real. It's it's the way in which you perceive that there is something knocking at your spirit or something present in your spirit. Right. Just, but it's not really draining your energy. It's just letting you know, hey, I'm here. Pay I, attention to me. When it comes to these spirits, I don't know about you, Tracy. I don't know if uh, you are a beloved listener. <laughs> Right now, I hear I hear a cat in the background. That's awesome. How many cats do you have? <laughs> I have two, and that's Gizmo. Sorry, Gizmo. Oh. No, oh, Giz sorry. Cats are awesome. I love them. Mike used to have a little cat, Kaylee. She's uh, been in heaven for about a year right now. But my goodness, she was always yes. taking away. I feel like she was the little warrior. She's taking away all kinds of entities. There were animals. Are there any particular animals that uh, that stop demonic entities? Look, if, if somebody has a, there is nobody who is influenced or attacked that it's not personal to them. Um, so, and what, what I, so I don't want people to think that they are influenced by entities because they deserve it 
or because they're being punished or because they've done something wrong. All of these energies teach us something. And, and what a, a demon cannot be here if you don't give them harbor, if you don't give them a place to be here in your mind, heart, body, or spirit. They cannot be here. It's all about boundaries. And so when an energy has an influence, it's showing you personally where that influence is. And for people out there who may have, you know, lifetime entities, not necessarily demons, but, but entities that, that, that are with them for a long period of time, all of those experiences are relationships that you begin, cultivate, nurture, and then you end, right? And when you end them, you know, if, 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 if the, the demon has out, out, outstayed his welcome, then the, then the relationship needs to end and you need to be clear and end it, right? Energetically, emotionally, spiritually, no more, right? And that's, and that's an energy. It's a frequency that, that closes that door. I had a guy one time, oh my goodness, um, he uh, didn't believe in demons, so he decided to say, hey, if you're real, come on. And he did not sleep for almost four years. Wow. Yeah. After that, yeah. Because- I remind myself, do not do that. And that's one I don't want to know. I mean, don't want to play with a Ouija board. That's only how like 80% of the harm will be started. You know? So he said, hey. Show hey, hey, what's up? Oh my, no. I exactly. No. And, and he didn't sleep. And for, I mean, for four years, this had been going on. And, and yeah. uh, I was introduced to him at a, at, hilariously at a dinner party. And he, he needed a healing. And so I did a healing for him. And, and nobody, nobody noticed. It was so fascinating sitting in the corner with my hands on, on the top of his, his uh, skull. Um, and he, he started this, his neck turned beet red and all of the veins in his face, it looked like he couldn't breathe. Like there was literally this train of an entire army of entities that were leaving him. Jeez. And then finally he just kind of, kind of collapsed into the chair he was sitting in. And then I sat down with him and we started talking and I said, so you know that uh, we got most of them, but the big guy still left, still, still here. And he's like, I know. <laughs> He goes, because, you know, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not ready to leave. I'm not ready for him to leave because I'll miss him. He'll miss? And I said, okay. Oh, he'll miss the, the, the demonic entity that was not allowing him to sleep? Yes. Really? Because it's a relationship. Wow. Look, you could hate somebody forever, but if they're in your bed every night without fail, okay. you, wow. you gain an attachment, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Crazy. I have been so, in some crazy relationships and... I never miss them as soon as their ass hit the door on the way out at all. That that's pretty. This is uh, that's pretty amazing though. That I guess if you become accustomed to it, well. right? But it, but but understand, Ryan. Like you can say that because that's you speaking that's from that voice at the end of the relationship. Okay. But what was the voice in between? With like from the time the relationship start till the time oh, it started it to go bad. It was tough to get out till the time it ended. Yeah. yeah, sometimes sometimes people really trap you. I think they trap you on the energetic level. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, well, uh, that, I mean, we you. you that, I think that's a that's a important thing to say that way because nobody can do anything to you that you don't allow. And if that's the case, then sometimes you have to just be honest with yourself. Like in this man's case, 
he had to, he was honest. And, and I think it wasn't until he finally had the opportunity to be free that he could no longer complain about it. He could no longer feel victimized by it. He could all these things he's, he, he, he could no longer do because now he had an opportunity and he wasn't going to choose it. And so I said, look, when you're ready, you got to tell this thing to go. When you're ready, you can do it. And he's like, okay. You know, and, and I think he slept for the first time in four years, <laughs> you know, that night. So it, it really, I want people to understand that a relationship in the spiritual realms is the exact same way that we address a relationship in physical form. Okay, so let's talk about if, what are some like five ways that you may have a, not, let's just say a light or dark being around you. Like what are five indications that you have one around you? And how do you decide whether or not you should continue that relationship? I mean, can you actually enhance the relationship? Say, for example, you know that you've got a being with you, okay? It may mm-hmm. not necessarily be evil. You know that for some reason you, you got some stuff going on. You're in a good month. Like, hey, you know what? I must have picked up on an entity. And whatever reason, this is going good, okay? You know, I'm looking good. I'm dropping weight. I'm making more money. You know, old people aren't throwing chairs at me like they used to. Something's going on. Obviously, I picked up a good entity. So how do you facilitate and foster that relationship with an entity? Do you, you know, thank the entity for being around you? Do you, you know, honor it at Christmas? Do you sit a side, you know, sit a little table, or a little plate at dinner for it? How do you grow that relationship? But first off, like, what are five indications that you may have an entity around you? Okay, uh, so spirit guides often... Uh, communicate with us uh, in what I call a psychokinetic pull. So if anybody out there has a spirit guide and you ask, say, hey, spirit guide, can you uh, show me, like use some energy and tap? Like I have, I have, a, I have a, a guide that sends this, this tingly vibration to the back left side of my shoulder near my neck. Whenever I feel that, I know, I know that he's there. And I know that uh, he's, he's just present with me for whatever it is that I'm doing. So there's a psychokinetic pull. Sometimes it feels like a pinch. Sometimes it feels like somebody pulls your hair. Sometimes uh, you feel nauseous or you feel like you feel a little a sh- a shooting pain or, uh, you know, some sort of physical experience. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't necessarily hurt, but it's something to let you very clearly know that they're there. That's one, one thing. Um, your thoughts, becoming aware of the thoughts that you have. So if you have picked up an entity and all of a sudden one day you're having all of these really negative thoughts or you think you're fat, but you really weigh, you know, 105 pounds, right? Things, things that are completely outside of your normal experience, how you normally know yourself. That's another indication that you've taken on a, a spirit or that there's an energy around you. Demonic energies specifically, and, and those are specifically the demonic energies that, we, that are uh, related to Christianity. Um, those entities always talk biblical, and they will be vulgar. If, if, if you can, <laughs> it is, it is they, they'll be vulgar. Okay. They'll say the nastiest things on the planet to you, and they'll also know what you're the most ashamed of, humiliated by, angry about, hurt because of they'll know all your secrets and they'll use them against you. Right. And uh, the other thing that they can do is they can actually speak through people who are unaware. So one time, one time I, uh, I had a client of mine, she was, uh, she worked at a rehab 
And she was standing there with her boyfriend uh, and another counselor at, they were having some sort of gathering at the, at the rehab. And this counselor said, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you and have your girl. And then he realized, he realized what he said and his eyes got big and his face turned red. And he looks at my, my client and she heard him too, but the boyfriend didn't hear it at all. Boyfriend did not hear it. And so later she says, what was that about? And he says, I don't know, but I am so sorry. Wow. <laughs> anyway, but so, so, so sometimes spirits can utilize people around them that just, they're not paying attention or not consciously aware. And they'll, they'll say something and go, what, what did I just say? That's another indication. Um, and I think that we need one more. So, oh, um, so whatever one you have, I mean, that's pretty cool. But you mentioned something earlier about St. Michael and I've actually been hearing that name for a while. I've, and I don't know if St. Michael, the archangel is, goes well beyond Catholicism where they're like, Oh, St. Michael is the one that fights the demonic entity. Is St. Michael just a, a universal being is, it is a force of a, a powerful force because one of my friends was telling me that because I, I tend to, to attack uh, darkness, I don't like the evil that's perpetuated upon animals. I, I, people, I, I'm not really, I don't care about anyone, really. I, oh, right. little, I do care right, about but, but animals. You, I care, you are a I champion to the animals. I much more about harming none of an animal than I do people because I think animals, they're defensive. Exactly. People, can, people can, you know, stack up and get guns and fight back, but animals can't. But I was told to make a strong connection with St. Michael and that St. Michael actually understands justifiable anger and justice. And I'm curious about what your perspective is on St. Michael and is St. Michael well beyond any religion? Like what is St. Michael? Who is St. Michael? So, well, so St. Michael, if, uh, it's kind of how the Buddha has multiple expressions in many cultures. So does St. Michael. There, there's St. Actual St. Michael, um, Archangel Michael, you can find, in the Quran, the Torah, and the Bible, especially in the Old Testament. Um, the, but but St. Michael is an energy, and he is a demon slayer, right? That's what he does. He, he, he's always depicted. Uh, so uh, in China, he's called Chong Khoi, and he's always depicted with, his, with a sword and with his foot on the devil's head. Right. And, and the idea is, is when you call on that, but, but, but when you think of it, when you, when you, let's say, when you, let's say you say a prayer to St. Michael, what you are literally doing is you are calling on that level of vibration in you. So your protector, your demon slayer, your champion for good, you are calling on that by calling on him. He's a way in which you perceive that part of yourself. So if, if, you are, if you are terrified and walking through a, a scary neighborhood, you call on St. Michael, your energy shifts, right? It gets, it gets larger, right? There are, there are all kinds of things that happen energetically when we call on these entities for help or assistance. Um, but, it, but you're not really calling on them. You are calling on well, that represent. part of yourself. That's awesome. That's really right. awesome. Yeah. Tracy. That, that, and that's why many cultures have them. That's awesome. No, I like it. And we can reach us. I have to say, I think this has been one of the more uh, more unusual shows that we've done because we've gone so many different places. Tracy, what are two things that a person, well, first of all, when they read your books, what, can you tell us a little bit more about your upcoming book and where people can learn more about you? And, if, you know, do you do one on one coaching and training? I do. I do. And I have a, I have a global base. I work 
you know, a lot uh, via Skype and phone. Phone is phone is my go-to these days. Um, but I can, you know, I, I, I sometimes when I travel for the book, I, I can, I do sessions in, in other cities that I go to. And I always advertise that on my website, uh, tracydunblazer.com. And that's Tracy with two E's, tracydunblazer.com. And uh, I wrote the Demon Slayers handbooks for people to begin to let go of having to believe what I believe. I believe 100% what I believe because I know it to be true. But I don't expect that everybody else has to have, uh, needs to have that knowledge. But what they do need to do is to have the confidence to know that whatever they need, they can always have it, um, no matter where they're coming from. And so my goal in, t- in writing these books, and one of the things I, it's, it's funny, Ryan, because before I wrote these books, I never once read anybody's introduction to their book. But if you buy my books, please read the introduction. <laughs> because it's really important to understand that you don't have to believe the same thing that I do in order to be uh, benefit, be- to, to, to benef- be benefited by these experiences or to be affected by them. And regardless of your belief, uh, like if somebody, somebody doesn't need to believe they can heal in order to heal, what they do need is they, they need to want to heal. They want to feel better, right? Like wherever you start. So the books I really wanted to start, start where you are. Um, and they each, uh, each chapter begins with a parable that can be fiction for some. It's nonfiction for me because they're my very real experiences, but uh, regardless of how you perceive them, uh, I, want, I want the books to take people on their own individual journey to healing and personal expansion and prosperity and love and whatever it is that they want. I want them to have it. And these books uh, are starting in the places that people are most scared to go. You know, nobody wants to deal with, you know, our racist system that we live in America. Like nobody, nobody wants to deal with all the, all the different biases that we have. And so I talk about those things uh, in deal, detail from a, from a uh, equality perspective, not a let's judge everybody or be angry at ourselves for living in the system, but what can we do in the system to change it? And where does that start? That starts with each of us individually. So the new book that's coming out and I, I expect it to, I expect it to be birthed by uh, by January, but it, uh, I'll probably be doing a pre-sell uh, just after <laughs> spring, and then it'll come out around summer. It's called Conquer Your Karmic Relationships, Heal Spiritual Trauma to Open Your Heart and Restore Your Soul. Um, and that's what I want for everybody is that for, for people to feel restored and whole and at peace with, with the way things are so that they can have things the way they want them. This is Tracy Dumbledore. I want to thank you for joining us once again. Again, Tracy is a Los Angeles-based spiritual empath, shaman, national award-winning author. Some of her books include Heal, Your Soul History, Master Your Inner World, The Demon's Slayer Handbook, which is one of our most popular shows, by the way. I, we still get a lot of listens to that show. Learn more about Tracy by going to her website at tracydunblazer.com, and that's D-U-N-B-L-A-Z-I-E-R.com. Thank you so much, Mr. Dunblazer. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth. Special thanks to our amazing guest, Ms. Tracy Dunblazer. And special thanks, as always, to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show, Virtues. 
Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dellas, and Miss Lisa Kaza. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Tooth, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care, and thank you so much for listening.